morning. Father, we come to you with grateful hearts. We're so thankful. You give us all the reason. You give us all the purpose. You give us all the grace to be able to move forward in life. Father, we thank you this day that we can be in this room and that we can meet you here. We pray, speak to our minds, speak to our hearts, move us in whatever direction you desire that our lives would bring honor and glory to you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go ahead and have a seat this morning. And uh, kids, uh, it's kids' camp time, so Joy's in the back for you if you want to go to kids' camp. And uh, all kinds of stuff for you back there and have a good time. All right. Well, today is uh, is a great day for us. Uh, it's also a day that uh, has a bunch of kind of mixed emotions uh, with it because uh, today is the uh, final time for us to be worshiping here uh, in uh, in this room. I remember starting next Sunday, uh, we'll be gathering up at uh, Concordia University at Albrecht Lounge, and so uh, we're going to be there. Um, and then ultimately, obviously, up into our new facility, hopefully uh, first week in August. So lots of stuff ahead of us, but uh, it's on days like this that you uh, pause and kind of remember and uh, just give God thanks uh, and think about what does it mean for us to be uh, wrapping up some time here and uh, what does that tell us about how God works uh, in life. So this morning, uh, it's a day that's going to have some emotions, different emotions for uh, for different folks here. There'll be some obviously some excitement about what's ahead, some uh, you know gladness for what God is doing at Christ Church, um, and uh, there's also going to be some sadness too, some sadness about uh, realizing well we've moved forward and uh, no longer going to be in this room, um, and it's been a good room for us been a great room for us. You know, you think about everything God has done and the number of times that people have gathered here to worship and, and praise Him, the number of couples that have come here and committed themselves together as husband and wife, and the number of saints that we've gathered around in this room and, uh, you know, commended them to the Lord for eternity, and uh, just the number of times that we've gathered at table and taken that bread and, and uh, tasted that wine and uh, realized again and again. Uh, how much God uh, loves us. Um, as I thought about that and thought about, you know, this morning, what we do this morning, I spent some time going through uh, some of the old, you know, history records and pictures and the memorabilia stuff for for uh, Christ Church. And uh, I ran across uh, a plaque here. And uh, it's a pretty uh, heavy one. Looks to me like it was on a building somewhere sometime. And uh, it kind of struck me, I don't know if you can read it there, but it says, you know, Christ Church, LCA, uh, 1971. So it goes back to 1971. What I really like about the plaque uh, is uh, what they put first. What they put first was the phrase, forward in faith. Christ Church second, first, the reality that when you're a person who believes in Jesus Christ, there's only one direction to move in life, and that is forward. Forward in faith. There's kind of a truth for us that uh, it lifts up. It's kind of the, the, the truth that reminds us that in life there's only two directions to go. You're either moving forward or you're failing backwards. You're either moving forward or you're failing backwards. There is no kind of staying in one place. 
I think it's absolutely awesome that the people of God who started Christ Church and uh, got back got together back in the beginning and and started this place realized that truth and said, when it comes to Christ Church, this is always going to be a church that moves in the right direction, and that direction is always forward. They understood that you got to move forward. And you move forward in faith. This morning I want to talk to you just about that. About how you move forward and why you move forward in life. I think it applies to us as a congregation. And obviously that will be kind of the bent of this morning because of the importance of leaving this room today. Um, But I think it also applies to us as individuals. It's a simple truth for us to understand that when God looks at us and he looks at our lives, there is only one direction that God can perceive our lives going. And that's always forward. Forward to whatever he has in store uh, in front of us. How so? Why? First point I'd make this morning is, you know, God always calls us to move forward in life. No matter what challenge we experience, whatever the situation is, because there's one thing that won't change in our lives. And that is the mission that he's put us on. He calls us to go forward because the mission itself continues. See, we know there's lots of things that are going to change in our lives. I don't know that the folks that started Christ Church back in, uh, what, 66 or 68 when they started the congregation, built the first unit of the building, not sure they had any idea that, uh, you know, when you got to this day in 2009, that there'd be a new structure being built and everything that's happening. They may not have had that vision or that understanding, but they knew the direction was right. They knew that God's direction is always moving forward. We know we're going to face challenges in life. We know that the evil one is going to put obstacles in our way. We know that it's easy for us to lose that focus of understanding, especially when difficulties come our way. And yet God always reminds us there's only one direction to go. That direction is always to keep moving forward. Let me uh, show you in Scripture. We move forward because the mission never changes, even though life can change for us. If you go to Acts 1, this is the experience right before Jesus ascends. And so the disciples are gathered there on the hilltop with him, and he speaks to them. And he says, while the apostles are still with Jesus, they asked him, Lord, are you now going to give Israel its own king again? We'll stop there a minute. Notice what the disciples do. What's their direction? Not forward. <laughs> right? The temptation is always for us to move backward to comfortable places. Hmm? It's always tempting for us to look at our lives and say, oh, forward, it's such a challenge. Forward, oh, there's risk. Forward, oh. And it's easy for us to look for comfortable places that move backwards. That's what the disciples wanted to do. Here they just went through this tremendous experience. Remember, Jesus is in front of them as the resurrected Jesus, right? This is after Jesus has defeated death. He's standing right there in front of them, and they ask to go backwards. Lord, is now the time when you're going to put a king like we had before? Lord, is now the time when you're going to get us back to that comfortable place where we were before, when when David was king and everything was great? Lord, is now the time when we're just going to kind of take some steps backward and go to that place that feels so good? At least we've heard the stories. See, they wanted to go 
backwards. Jesus pushes them forward. He tells them, Jesus said to them, You don't need to know the time of those events that only the Father controls. Who controls? The Father. You see that? Jesus just countermanded their desire to go backward and say, Look, you're looking in the wrong direction. you got to remember who's in control. Oh, the Father is. The Father is. You see, we can always move forward in our life, even though we face those obstacles and those changes, because we know who's in control. We know the Father is in control. Jesus just experienced the most tremendous obstacle one could even experience, death itself, and He overcame it and moved forward. God is in control. As we look at Christ church and we look at what God's been doing here, there's no question God's in control. The things that have been happening here, especially in the recent years, are miracle kinds of things. They really are. The idea that a congregation this size with a couple services and, you know, 125 people or so coming to worship, the, the, the idea that we would be building such an incredible new facility and opening doors of opportunity for so many more people to come to Christ, it's got to be a God thing. It just has to be. You see, God moves forward and God is in control. When you face those challenges in your life, you're going to have that temptation to move backward to a comfortable place. But God always has something out in front of you forward. Forward. Because God is always in control. And He knows what your tomorrow can become. If you look again at the text, Jesus gives them the, the basis and the foundation for that pulling them and pushing them forward. He says, But the Holy Spirit will come upon you and give you what? Power, you see that? So do you move forward empty? No, the tank is full. You move forward with God being involved in your life. Christ Church moves forward now because God has always been in control and God has always been our strength. God is always our power. And then he tells him, and I highlighted it so you won't miss it. Then you will tell everyone about me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and everywhere in the world. You see, the mission never changes. The mission never changes. The circumstances of our life can change. The circumstances of what room we gather in Sunday to Sunday can change. But the mission never changes. And because the mission is always there to tell people about Jesus, the direction is always the same. We always move forward because we know God has something forward in store for us. Dr. Uh, Harold uh, Seitler was the, the, the mission founder of Tabernacle Baptist Church back in the uh, 1950s. He founded the church, and man, the church just grew and, and uh, uh, really became a, a strong church. It had a school, it had a college, it had a radio station, it had a children's home. It had all the you know things of ministry and mission. It was just an incredible place. He served the church from the 50s up until 19, uh, 1996. And after he was uh, done serving the church, uh, the uh, value, the, the asset value of the church was over $10 million. That's pretty awesome stuff for a church, don't you think? Yeah. Um, after he retired, some folks got together with, with uh, Dr. Seitler and they said, you know, Dr. Seitler, you should write a book. You should write a book on how to build a church. 
And Dr. Seidler said, I, I could never write that book. I don't know how to do it. And they're like, what are you talking about? You don't know how to build a church. You built Tabernacle Baptist Church. It's, it's got the school. It's got the college. you got the radio. I mean, you, you built all this stuff. It's got, how can you say you couldn't write that book? You built Tabernacle Church. Dr. Seidler's response was this. No, God built Tabernacle Baptist. I just tried to stay out of his way. Isn't that great? You see, for us, we get in his way when we want to go back to comfortable places. He's always pulling us forward. He's always challenging us forward because he's in control and he knows what's in store. He's always pulling us forward because the mission is always there. There's always another human heart waiting, waiting to hear about Jesus Christ. We always go forward in faith. We go forward, why? We go forward not only because the mission is there and God's in control and He gives us the strength and power to do it, but we go forward because He also gives us the gifts to do it. We go forward because He gives us the gifts. You go into Paul and the Apostle Paul says, there are different ways to serve the same Lord and we can each do different things. Yet the same God works in all of us and helps us in everything we do. Are we all alike? Absolutely not. Do we all have the same gifts? Thank goodness, no. We're all different. We all have different gifts. And yet God uses all of those gifts in this room to move us forward to accomplish incredible things. All of us together is where the value is. The value is when, when God molds us together into that incredible force in the world to accomplish the mission. And He gives each one of us the gifts to do that. You need more convincing. Go to 1 Corinthians 12. It says, The Spirit has given each of us. Who? Each of us. That would be talking about... Yes. <laughs> you got that, right? We're clear on this? He's, he's pretty specific. He's talking about everybody in this room who believes in Christ. He's saying, you, listen, you, you are gifted. You are gifted. Listen to how he describes them. He says, the Spirit has given each of us a special way of serving others. Some of us can speak with wisdom while others can speak with knowledge. But these gifts come to the same Spirit. To others, the Spirit is uh, given great faith or the power to heal the sick or the power to work mighty miracles. Some of us are prophets and some of us recognize when God's Spirit is present. Others can speak different kinds of languages and still others can tell what these languages mean. Now notice verse 11. But it is the Spirit who does all this and decides which gifts to give each one of us. Who decided what gift you need? The Spirit. God chose you and God chose gifts to bring into your very person. God chose you and the Spirit sized you up and looked forward into what your life can become and placed inside of you the gifts you need to move forward. And those gifts match up with the person sitting next to you and the person sitting next to you and the person sitting next to them and the person behind them. And all those gifts together create an incredible force to move forward to accomplish the mission for Jesus Christ. 
Take the risk. Turn to somebody next to you and say, you got a gift, will you? Remind them. Make sure they hear it. Go ahead. Try it. You got a gift. I want you to get it. All right. Now you just did an incredible important thing. You know what you did? You looked at somebody next to you, behind you, around you, and you looked for something good in them. You know what we tend to do? Like those disciples who want to go backward, we tend to look at people and look at their faults. Don't we do that? We tend to look at people and look at their faults. You see, when God looks at you, He forgives your faults in Jesus Christ. When He looks at you, He says, Oh yeah, that's my child I gave that incredible gift to. Oh yeah, oh that's an awesome gift. I remember picking that one out for Him. See, God looks at you and sees the gift that He's placed in you. And He looks at this church. He looks at Christ. He looks in this room right now and He knows. He knows everything we can accomplish. The difference is, you've got to start using your gifts. You've got to get serious about understanding that you have an incredible gift chosen you from the foundations of the world. And you've got to start using it. Christchurch people, let me just uh, speak a quick word to you, okay? So if you're visiting with us this morning, you can just kind of take a nap for a minute, and it's okay. I won't holler at you. But uh, Christchurch people, you, you need to listen up. A couple things I need to uh, make sure you get. Number one is, hey, let's just covenant from now on as we go through this and the turmoil and the change and everything. Let's not look for people's faults. Let's only look for the good ones. Let's look for the gifts. Because we are so gifted in this place. And we just need to keep our focus in the right place and look for the gifts of what our brothers and sisters in Christ can do. Okay? Number two, some of you have gifts that you haven't used. And guess what? It's time. It's time. It's time you step up to the plate and you get involved and you start using those gifts. Because I'm not going to be the one standing before Christ and having to explain why you didn't use your gifts. That's going to be you. That's going to be you who has to stand before Him and say, Yeah, I know you gave me this great gift that you chose from the foundations of the world and you placed it in me and I had it all those years. And, you know. Listen, you've got a gift. Don't waste it. It's time. It's time to step up the plate, get involved, get that gift employed. Because Christ's church is moving forward under Christ's control, under God's power. Okay? All right. Everybody else can wake back up. Get back with me here. I want to show you how that, how that comes out in, in the scripture here. In Ephesians 4, uh, Paul says, All of you are part of the same body. There is only one Spirit of God, just as you were given one hope when you were chosen to be God's people. We have only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There is one God who is the Father of all people. Did you hear one word a lot there? Yeah, what's the word? One. You can say it. One, right? Is he trying to get something through to us? Exactly, right? Hey, we're in this together. We are one. And it's all those gifts. When we pour those together, they become that incredible force, right? And then he ends it up. Not only is God above all others... 
but He works by using all of us, and He lives in all of us. Christ has generously divided out His gifts to us. That's an awesome thought. The gift that you have isn't just your gift. It is a gift that Christ first had. It's kind of an amazing thing to think of Jesus as a re-gifter, isn't it? But that's what he does. He takes pieces of himself, of his own divinity and power and strength and might, and he pours that into each one of us. And you've got some of those gifts. And those gifts push us forward. So whatever you're facing in life, what Christ Church is going through right now, we go forward in faith because we've got the gifts to do it. Next one. We go forward because our foundation demands it. Right? We go forward just because of what God has done in the past. It just bids us to go forward. If we're going to honor all the saints that have gone before us, we will not honor them by just sitting comfortably in one place. We honor their sacrifice and their commitment because we're willing to make the same sacrifice and commitment and move forward. I want you to watch the screen for a minute. And uh, it's kind of memory day for us around here, uh, you know, since our last time in this room. Just watch the screen and, and get a glimpse of all the folks uh, that have sacrificed over the years here, been in this room, and uh, bring us to this incredible place because we would not be able to move forward if they didn't move forward in their own generation. So why don't you watch the screen for a minute here.
Doesn't that push you forward? You see all the stuff that's happened, all the ministry that's happened in this place, and knowing, hey, it's not because of us. It's all because God chooses to bless us with this incredible opportunity. And that's what the what the Scripture tells us, too. Um, it's built on that foundation of prophets. If you go to Ephesians 2, it says, You are like a building with the apostles and prophets as the foundation and with Christ as the most important stone. Christ is the one that holds the building together and makes it grow into a holy temple for the Lord. And you are part of that building Christ has built as a place for God's own spirit to live. That's what we really celebrate today. That God is moving us forward because His Spirit has lived here in the past and it lives here to this day and it drives us forward. And that same Spirit lives in your life. He's given you those gifts. So whatever you're facing, I want you to understand God is calling you to move forward. Move forward because He has something greater in store for you, something more for you to experience and accomplish. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3, Apollos and I merely are merely servants who helped you to have faith. It was the Lord who made it all happen. Who made it happen? <laughs> the Lord did. Guess what? The Lord has made all this happen. And when you love Him, when you love Him, and young people, listen up, because this is for you. When you love Him, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, when you love Him, he makes things happen. He makes great things happen in your life. Because the mission will never change and His love for you will never falter. While the band comes up, let's pray. Father, we come to you today. We're so honored. We're so honored that you chose us and that you looked at each one of us and, and you chose gifts. Not just any gifts, but those pieces of Jesus that you wanted to just pour into our lives. Father, waken us up this morning. Awaken us to those gifts. Help us to see the opportunity that's in front of us with each new day as individuals and, and as a congregation. Help us as a church to just seize that forward movement. We know the mission is there. We know there's another human heart that needs to know and, and understand the love of Christ Jesus. Open that door of opportunity for each one of us. We thank you now for all that's happened in this room and for even this time today. And we pray that as we move forward in faith, we would honor those who have gone before us. And most important, we bring glory and honor and praise to you, O God. We pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let's